If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's up, everybody? Since the sandbox is back with week eight fantasy rankings, get the notepads out. Now let's kick it off with the QBs. This is actually going to be an interesting week for me, and, and Kev's going to be really happy with someone I have in the top five, but let me start at 10. 10, I have Teddy Bridgewater uh, versus Atlanta. I just think versus that poop defense in a division game, he's going to show up, especially if CMC does come back. Nine, I have Matt Ryan in the same game, and it's really going to be hopefully not as bad as last week. I mean, he still always puts up the yards, but hopefully 100% Julio can help him get to uh, over 300 yards again and then put up a very good game. Eight, I have Josh Allen this week. I had to drop him a little bit. They haven't been as great. I believe they're playing the Pats this week, so I think the Pats D can somewhat get on track, and Buffalo always has a hard time scoring against them. Then at seven, I have Ryan Tannehill. I mean, even in the worst weeks for the Titans, he's still put up numbers, so I can't leave him out of the top ten this week. And then at six, I have Lamar Jackson versus Pittsburgh. It's going to be a tough division matchup. I still think he'll do his thing. Just if the matchup was better, I'd have him in the top five. Lou, I fail that because I actually have Lamar Jackson just outside of my top five as well. Um, and this is a weird week. I got a, a lot of different names in all of my rankings. I um, mean, there's a lot of fantasy relative players in the Thursday night football game. And we all know that I don't do Thursday games. So I had to work my way around it. 10, I have Derek Carr at Cleveland. I think this game is going to be a shootout. And I think that the Raiders can put up points sneakily. They just get a lot of chunk plays to nobodies, and that's just kind of how it works. Nine, I got Allen. Yes, Lou, that's a tough matchup versus New England. While the Bills are home, I'm expecting them to pull away with that win, especially with the way the Pats are looking. But I do expect the Patriots to come out and play better this week. Eight, I have Herbert at Denver, and I think that he's going to be, you know, a guy that's going to be talked about in the back end of the top ten for quarterback rankings throughout the rest of the season. At seven, I have Tom Brady. What a great matchup he got at the New York Giants. I don't think Chris Godwin is going to play this week. I don't think Antonio Brown is going to play this week, but I am expecting a whole lot of Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Rojo. Expect them to dominate there. And guys, this is the game that I was hoping that I was going to be able to go to, but doesn't look like that's going to be happening. And six, like I already said, Lamar Jackson versus Pittsburgh. I expect him to rush the ball all over the yard, but don't really expect a whole lot of passing success. Drew Brees at 10 this week. I know it's a tough matchup, that Chicago defense, but never count Drew Brees out. He is always a top 10 fantasy quarterback no matter what. At 9, I got Tom Brady. So, Steve, a little bit lower than you, but but not too far off. But like you said, a, a few guys missing. So, could see a lot of Fournette and Rojo this week, especially given, you know, how good that giant secondary is. At 8, I got Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm actually personally starting him in a couple of leagues this week just because my quarterbacks are on buys and stuff. And I think if CMC plays and we know how bad that Atlanta defense is, I think it makes for a good matchup for for Teddy two gloves and I think he could have a day and then at seven I got Lamar Jackson a little low but again we know how good that Pittsburgh defense is doesn't really have many receiving weapons like we say over and over again so it'll be interesting to see you know how Lamar comes out attacking that Pittsburgh defense and then at six I don't know if you guys have this guy in your top 10 or not but I love the matchup this week and I think the division's wide open right now and, and that's Carson Wentz against the Dallas Cowboys. 
I love that out of you, Kev. But at five this week, I do have Tom Brady. I just think, like Kev said, I think Rojo and Fournette will get involved, but a lot of screen passes for Brady, a lot of time in the red zone. And if Gronk keeps playing the way he's playing, Brady's going to put up big numbers. That just is what it is. Four, I have Wentz versus the Cowboys. It's a no-brainer. He's been carrying them. And if Miles Sanders comes back this week, this should just be even better for him. Three, I have Russ. I'd like to have him higher, even though he's carrying this team. But they do have a tough matchup this week. Two, I have Rodgers. And then one, I have Mahomes. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Aren't they playing the Jets? So this should be uh, should be a big 30-point week for Mahomes minimum. Yeah, I definitely hear that. And Lou, I do have Mahomes at one. And Kev, I do have Wentz in my top five. This is a great matchup. I mean, he's kind of carried the load for that team. But while I mention Wentz, because I have Carson Wentz at five, I'm going to plug in a tight end, a string option for all you guys. And I'm going to stay in the same game. I'm going to stay in the same team. Richard Rodgers, guys, he is going to blow up this week. He's going to have over 14 fantasy points. I'm starting him in three of my four leagues. So I'm trusting him as well. But Carson Wentz at five. Ryan Tannehill at four. Guys, I didn't hit Ryan Tannehill in any top fives yet. And he's playing at Cincinnati, expecting him to throw it all over the yard there. Three, I got Russell Wilson, Lou, just like you said. Two, I got Rodgers. And one, I do have Mahomes versus the Jets. My top five's kind of funky this week, but I think you guys will be fans. Um, so at five, again, strictly off matchups, I have Jared Goff, and I think that Rams offense is really good. They've been putting up points, and, you know, Miami's not as bad as they have been in the past seasons, but they're still not a great football team, and the Rams are rolling right now. So I think it could make for a big day for Jared Goff. At four, I got Russell Wilson. At three, I know a name I haven't heard from you two. Maybe a hot take, maybe not, but I have Ryan Tannehill against the Bengals. I think he's proven time and time again that he can run that offense when he has to if the running game isn't going, and he has a great receiving core and and a great tight end. So definitely like the matchup there this week. At two, I got Rodgers, and then at one, I got Mahomes like you two. Damn, Kev, you missed me having Tannehill at four. Oh, damn. All right, well, yeah. Let's (laughs) let's rock with it, Steve. Right. (laughs) I can't put him high that yet, but soon. So let's jump to the wide receivers. At 15, I have Jarvis Landry. Now that Odell's hurt, I think that Cleveland, when they do have good games and they do often have them offensively, I think Jarvis will be the main source of offense, just kind of like how he was last year. 14, I have Mike Evans if he plays. I mean, every Bucks receiver, like you guys said, is all banged up. So I think if he plays, he will get in the end zone. 13, I have A-Rob. I mean, versus the Saints, it's going to be tough. They might not be on the field a whole ton because of the Saints offense. We'll see. As Nick Foles continues to regress as a backup quarterback, I I will keep dropping A-Rob in the fantasy rankings, unfortunately. 12, I have Lockett. Every time he has a big week like he had last week with 30-plus points, he does dip off a ton. I mean, still a top 15 guy, but I can't have him in the top 10. And then 11, I have Stephon Diggs versus the Pats. I mean, they're going to have to use Gilmore on him, but he's had his lowest grade by PFF and one of the lowest grades by a corner in the league this season. So the defense isn't the same. And I think if there's any one guy who's going to go off for the Bills, it will definitely be him. Lou, I hear you on the Allen Robinson train. And I actually don't even think he's going to suit up this week. I think he's going to have some injury troubles. And I know the Bears are going to be trying to fight and get a, a win after they just got a bad loss by the Rams. But I have a lot of young guys in my my fantasy rankings for my top 15 wide receivers this week. And I'm going to start it off with, with three rookies right off the rip. And that's 
T. Higgins at 15. Congratulations to him making my top 15 for the first time this season. At 14, I got Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. He is making my list. Debo Samuel is out. We know that their backfield is out. I expect him to get the ball a ton. 13, Justin Jefferson, someone I traded for two weeks ago before the bye when they versed Atlanta. He exploded. And, guys, he is almost somebody that you can trust as, like, a, a fringe wide receiver, too. I would probably lean more towards a consistent flex or wide receiver three if you are in one of those three wide receiver leagues. But I trust Jefferson going throughout, and I expect Cousins to look to him when Thielen's getting double teamed. 12, I got Stephon Diggs. I know Gilmore could be shadowing him, but I I still expect him to get a lot of volume. I'm at 11. I have Amari Cooper. Guys, and besides Zeke, I think Amari Cooper might be the only fantasy somewhat relative cowboy. To dive in, I have dropped this guy more and more each week. Lou, I know you mentioned that too, and that's A-Rob at 15. Just too inconsistent right now. That that whole Bears offense is too inconsistent. So it hurts me because I put a lot of investment into A-Rob this year for fantasy. Hasn't been working out, but it is what it is. Steve, it's 14 like you. I also have Brandon Ayuk. At 13, I have DJ Moore. 12, Tyler Boyd. And then 11, I have Jarvis Landry. I like that. I like Jarvis that high. 10, I have Robbie Anderson on Carolina, or I like the matchup versus Atlanta. So I think that'll be really favorable. Uh, nine, I have Galladay versus the Colts. I mean, I think it's going to be a real, real high-scored game. Detroit's getting hot after that big win. Colts are coming off a bye, going to be healthy. So I think it should be interesting as a game. Seven, I have Thielen versus Green Bay. I, I think Justin Jefferson will get some burn as well. But I do like Thielen as the, as the steady guy, especially when Green Bay does have a good defense. So they're going to be looking for a lot of safe throws. Six, I have Calvin Ridley this week. I mean... It's versus Carolina. Even with Julio back in the lineup, he still produces and gets at least seven to eight catches a game. Guys, at 10, to start off my top 10, I have Darius Slayton. And I honestly think that he's a guy um, that can get a lot of fantasy work, especially if the Giants are going to be playing from behind, which I do expect to happen on Monday night. And just with the inconsistency in our rushing game since Saquon has been hurt, um, I expect the Giants to pass the ball early and often. Nine. I have Tyler Boyd, so I have two Bengals in my fantasy rankings this week. Not named Joe Mixon, not named Joe Burrow. I got the receivers there getting a lot of volume. Tyler Boyd has been great in full point and half point PPL leagues, seeing a lot of touchdowns, seeing a lot of targets. So I got to love that, and I am a Tyler Boyd fantasy owner. Lou, I drafted him in the 14th round, I believe it is, in our keeper league. So he's definitely someone I'm looking to keep next year as that offense continues to grow. Eight, I have Keenan Allen. He's a receiver, like I just said, with Tyler Boyd, just seeing a lot of volume. I expect that to continue with Justin Herbert there. Seven, I have Adam Dillon. I think he's been kind of slept on this whole season. I think he's a really good fantasy option, a consistent wide receiver one. And six, guys, it was hard for me to keep him out of my top five, but just due to matchups and some new names cracking my top five. I have DK Metcalf at six in a tough matchup. I don't have Lockett in my top 15 this week. Um, and Lou, just like you said, he had the big week last week. So I'm definitely expecting him to have an underperforming game with probably around six to eight points. Yeah, so Tyler Lockett is on my list and he is high. Um, but that's just a spoiler alert. So to dive into my top 10, Mike Evans at 10. Love the matchup. I know that secondary is good, but... We know he's going to see a ton, a ton of touches, especially with Brown and Godwin not playing. So expect another, you know, good week out of him. 
At nine, I got DK Metcalf. So I have him lower than I have Lockett. And they're the only duo I actually have on my list. So another, you know, decent week for DK. At eight, I got Stefan Diggs. I usually have him around this range. A little skeptical this week just because I feel like Josh Allen is going to have an and week against that Pat secondary. So just iffy about him. So couldn't really put him any higher. At seven, I got Robert Woods against Miami. Again, just love the matchup. Too many guys to cover. So it's just going to be a wide open field. And like I said, Miami's a okay football team at the very best. So love the matchup, Robert Woods. And then at six, I got Adam Thielen against Green Bay. Division game. And we know that he's the man in that offense, him and Dalvin. So another good week for Thielen. Always loving the Thielen train, man. What a good dude. At five, I have A.J. Brown versus Cincinnati. Very good matchup. He's proven to be the number one on that team. He's only gotten better as a sophomore. Four, have Julio versus Carolina. I mean, if he's 100%, which we're never really sure of. Even if not, I still think he puts up points just like he did last week. In a down week, I think he had nine points. So he's going to put up no matter what. Three, I have D.K. Metcalf. I really don't care about the matchup. The, the number one thing about San Fran's secondary is they're slow. You're going to tell me Richard Sherman's going to cover this guy? Or Verrett's going to cover this dude on a streak or something like that. No way possible. He's going to get his burn that week. Two, I have Tyree Kill versus the Jets. And one, I have Devontae Adams uh, versus Minnesota. Bad team, bad corners, and it's a division game. So he's obviously sorry he got his footing underneath him last week. It's going to be a big one this week. Yeah, and Lou, I have Devontae Adams at one, two. But to come in at five, I actually have Mike Evans pretty high. I know the Giants have James Bradbury, the number one ranked corner this year so far. But I still expect him to get a lot of volume, especially with Godwin missing time. At four, I have A.J. Brown, and he's someone that he only needs to see the ball a couple of times, and he can really break it. He's really developed into a consistent threat for Ryan Tannehill in that offense, along with Derrick Henry there. So two physical specimens, like I've said in previous episodes. Kind of crazy to see how that's working there. Three, someone that's been in trade rumors with the New York Giants. Lou, I don't know if you've seen this, but Kenny Galladay has been in conversations to come to the New York Giants. That probably fell through, but that was reported by Jordan Rannon of ESPN. And I like Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to be a Detroit Lion to finish the season. But I I do expect him to have lose somewhat of a big day against the Colts. Uh, Sorry about that. Two, I got Tyreek Hill versus the Jets. And one, like I said, Devontae Adams. Yeah, like you, Lou, I have A.J. Brown at five. Like you said, I think, you know, he's the clear-cut number one receiver on that team. And, you know, throwing it back to the quarterbacks, I have Tannehill ranked pretty high this week. So, obviously, he's going to be thrown to someone, and it's going to be A.J. Brown. At four, this is where I have Tyler Lockett. I think it's another big week. You know, tough division loss last week. Don't think they're going to have another one. They're going to bounce. I mean, I shouldn't say bounce back because they played good last week, but tough division loss. They're going to come out this week and get a guaranteed W, and I think it's going to be another big week for Lockett and Metcalf both and Russ. At three, I got Julio against Carolina. Again, I mean, as long as he's on the field, he's going to be the number one in Atlanta, and it is what it is, so he's always going to be in that top three. At two, I got Devontae, and then at one, I got Tyreek. I think they're just going to blow the absolute doors off the Jets, and Expect to see some levy on work, but we'll save that for the running back talk. Oh, man. Let me get into my 15 for the running backs. I have Melvin Gordon versus the Chargers. I mean, between rushes and catches, I feel like he's all Drew Locke has this moment since Sutton's out for the whole season. 14, I have James Conner. 13, I have Daryl Henderson. Uh, he's been a very good weapon for the Rams. And like Kev said, 
Miami's okay. They're not good or great. So expect him to get a ton of touches this week. 12, I have Boston Scott versus Dallas. I just think between coming out of the backfield on wheeled routes or just being their number one uh, rushing back, I I think he's going to have a very good day versus Dallas, just like everyone else. And then 11, it's split between two guys. If CMC plays, it's him. If Mike Davis plays, it's him. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mike Davis this week. So I have him at 11. Yeah, Mike Davis is definitely going to run out of his time to, you know, be in the top 15 for the rankings um, with Christian McCaffrey slowly approaching his return. 15, someone I'm not sure that I've had in my running back rankings yet. I got Jarek McKinnon with so many banged up running backs for that team and so many banged up offensive weapons. Um, I expect him to see a ton of the work versus a terrible Seahawks defense. 14, I've landed Fournette. So I talked about him and Rojo getting going. I do have Rojo higher up in the rankings, um, but I do expect Fournette to start stealing some touches away from him. 13, I have the backfield to Green Bay, Aaron Jones or Williams. Whichever guy does end up being the bell cow for the game, I expect him to go off against the Vikings. And I just put them both there just in case the Green Bay Packers decide to hold out Jones again. 12, I have Chris Carson. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play or not but I'm expecting him to tough it out. And 11, I have Melvin Gordon, like you were saying, with that Chargers matchup, just expecting him to eat and take it a little personal. 15, I got David Montgomery. Um, Again, it's really only him and A-Rob, and I guess you could say Jimmy Graham, uh, in that offense. So expect a big workload out of him, especially if A-Rob doesn't play. We know he's shaking up, so definitely going to see a ton of carries. At 14, I got Kareem Hunt. I know that's probably low, but... I just think it's going to be a very weird game. I Oakland's one of those teams they can come and blow the doors off a team or they can come and, you know what I mean, have to come back by 20 in the second half. So just a weird game. Not really sure how it's going to go. Think it's going to be low scoring. That's the only reason I have him that low. At 13, I do have Miles Sanders. Um, we're not sure if he's going to play yet or not, but I slipped him in there just in case. At 12, I got Chris Carson. Again, he's banged up too, but didn't want to, you know, leave him out. So, Put him in that 12 spot. And then at 11, I got Jonathan Taylor against Detroit. Ooh, kind of low for the ball. Yeah, I think so this week, at least. I don't have him very high. I I do have him very high, but I think there's definitely uh, a few guys that are going to be better than him this week. At 10, I have Josh Jacobs. I love the matchup. I think he hasn't played as well as he could in the last couple, but I really think he gets back to it versus Cleveland. Nine, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, going to be a lot of garbage time running. Uh, and we saw even with Le'Veon that he's still the number one back there. He's going to get 60 to 65% of the touches, and he did score finally. So I think he'll have a lot of yards and maybe squeak into the end zone, but that's very hopeful. Eight, I have Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, whoever plays. And then six, I have Zeke. Really feel like he's been really in a rut with Andy Dalton at QB, but I think he could bounce back this week for a, a banged-up Eagles team. No, I think so too, Lou, and he hasn't looked right, but I'm not going to start disrespecting Zeke because, you know, that's a a tough situation to be in right now. Ten, I actually did create some separation in the Rams running back room, and I have Daryl Henderson here at ten, and it seems like he's the guy that they're trusting more often than not. Malcolm Brown does still see some time, but definitely not as often as him. Nine, I have Rojo. I'm definitely expecting him to get a lot of the rush yards and receiving work. We saw Fournette get mixed in, like I said, uh, with Fournette on the rankings. I expect him to get some touches, but Rojo will definitely still have a role. Next at eight, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And Bell does seem to be someone that's just going to be learning the offense 
for a little bit, and then probably once it comes more closer to the end of the season, they'll start unleashing him a little bit more. Seven is where I have Jonathan Taylor. This is a great matchup. I expect him to get in the end zone two times and definitely push 100 yards this week. I expect that running game to eat big. And then six, I have Zeke. I definitely expect him to to bounce back in this great matchup. All right, so Lou, I had Jonathan Taylor at 11, and I know you're going to hate who I have in my 10th slot. And it is Le'Veon Bell. It's because one reason I think that the Chiefs are going to absolutely blow the doors off the Jets, and they're going to want to get Le'Veon in the end zone and get him a ton of touches just to get that confidence back. They know Clyde's in midseason form. They're going to want to, you know, run that offense and, and try to get him used to that system. That's the only reason I have him in my top 10 this week because I think he'll find the end zone, you know, with the Chiefs trying to get him back to where they need him to be and get that confidence back. At nine, I got James Conner. Again, tough matchup, that Baltimore defense, second to none in the league. So just going to be a very ground and pound game, but still going to have Connor in the in the top 10 no matter what. At eight, I got Alvin Kamara against Chicago. Again, think that'll be a low-scoring game, especially for you know New Orleans. They're used to shootouts, but that Chicago defense is really good. Seven, I got Todd Gurley against Carolina. Uh, he's just been, he's been finding the end zone, even, you know, when he's not supposed to. So it is what it is. The guys are walking touchdown. Then at six, I get Josh Jacobs against the Cleveland Browns. I understand your logic on that and I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. Uh, and at five, I have Jonathan Taylor. I like the matchup, uh, passing, catching. I think this will be a big week for him, especially coming off a bye. Another week to learn the offense and get comfortable with the NFL. Four, I have Dalvin Cook if he plays, which is hopeful. But if he plays, he, he's an absolute bull. Three, I have Kamara. Two, I have Kareem Hunt. I think he's going to be the sole runner on that team. Nick Chubb is still going to be banged up. They're going to need to make a ton of short throws versus the Raiders. They're going to only have to cover him and Landry, really. So I think he's going to have a big week, just like the last one. And then one, I have Derrick Henry. I really think that he's going to abuse the Cincinnati Bengals, especially now that Dunlap is not on the field. Oh, he definitely will, Lou. An interesting point you made with Jarvis Landry, because I definitely think that he's going to see a lot more volume. But I don't think he's someone that's 100% healthy either. So we'll see, you know, how much of that workload he can really handle. But to stick with the same team, I have Kareem Hunt at five. Um, I know you had him in your top five as well. And the better he continues to play, I expect him to still demand somewhat of a role when Nick Chubb does come back. I don't think that they're just going to throw, you know, 20 touches at, at Nick Chubb right away and just maybe ease the, the workload away from Hunt and more towards him because Hunt is still banged up a little bit too. Four, I have Josh Jacobs. I expect both of these running backs to be the focal points for their teams on Sunday. Three, I have Dalvin Cook. I am expecting him to play and expecting him to be a top five fantasy running back, which he was before his uh, little groin injury. De- definitely need him to produce for me. Two, I have Kamara. And one, I have King Henry. Lou, just like you said, we can crown the king. Uh, he'll be the number one running back at, after the rankings once the week is all said and done. He ain't number one for me. That's a spoiler alert. Oh. At number five, I get Zeke against the Eagles. I mean, let's be real. We got uh, Danucci, Danucci's quarterbacking, the yeah. Italian Stallion. So, yeah, they're going to hand the ball off a ton. Zeke's going to get a ton of volume. And, again, that division's still wide open. So, Zeke's going to do all he can to try to will the Cowboys to a win. At four, I got Aaron Jones against Minnesota. At three, I get Dalvin Cook. At two, I have King Henry. And can anyone guess who I have at number one this week? Aaron Jones. No, had him at, I had him at four. <laughs> 
All right, well, granted he plays not go Dora go, but go CMC go. He's going to have a big week against that Atlanta defense. Wow, man. Shocker. And I hope he doesn't play. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'd love to see him play for my Yahoo team. Let's get into the tight end. So at five, I have Gronk. I have to have him in this week. He, he's proven to be Brady's go-to guy, especially with Godwin out. Four, I have Mark Andrews. Three, I have Waller versus Cleveland. Two, I have Kelsey. I think he's going to come out of the game early versus the Jets because it's going to be an absolute blowout and they cannot let him get hurt. And then one, I think it's Kittle versus Seattle. They couldn't go on a wet paper bag. <laughs> Lou, I don't know what was funnier. That one of the Woody's comment the other day. But going to, uh, going to the tight ends, guys, two different names at, at five and four, and then the one, two, and three will be, you know, those traditional guys. But at five, I have John Smith, great matchup versus the Bengals. We were talking about this. I had Tannehill in my top five. I had Derrick Henry in my top three. I had A.J. Brown in my top five. I got to stay true. I got John Smith at five. At four, I got Richard Rodgers. I think he's going to get a whole bunch of work. I know there's a bunch of receivers there that have been stepping up and playing good in Fulgham and, and Greg Ward and stuff like that. But guys, let's be real. Carson Wentz loves throwing to the tight ends. Um, and in the end zone, in the red zone, he's going to look for them specifically. Uh, big day for Richard Rodgers. Three, I have Kittle. Two, I have Waller. One, I have Kelsey. Um, I, guess, I guess you really can put those guys either way. I think Waller will abuse the Browns. I think Kittle will abuse the Seahawks. And if the Chiefs beat the Jets by halftime, I definitely expect Kelsey to be out. But let's hope he gets one of those early touchdowns for all you Kelsey owners. So at five, I got Mark Andrews. I know it's a tough matchup, but, I mean, that's Lamar's go-to guy. And if they want to generate any kind of offense, they're going to have to try to get him the ball. So not as high as we usually have him, but still going to keep him in the top five. At four, I got George Kittle against Seattle. At three, Steve, I got your boy, Tanyan, at three this week against Minnesota. I think it's going to be a big week for him. At two, I got Waller. And then at one, I got Travis Kelsey against the New York pathetics as i like to call them so this week at five i have tennessee i do think the defense is going to be good but i do think burrow will will throw for some yards and they will get down the field a couple of times four i have philly versus dallas i mean i think zeke's the only one who will do anything the whole day so philly should easily win this one three i have the rams two i have tampa bay and one i have kansas city versus the jets oh i love me some defense talk five i have green bay Four, I have Tennessee. I told you guys got to stay true to Tennessee. Three, I got Indy. Guys, I kept Blankenship. I kept Indy defense. Had to tough it out because they've been so good to me this year. Two, I have Tampa. And one, take a guess, Kansas City. Going to be the number one defense two weeks in a row. All right, all right. So at five, I got the Eagles. At four, I got the Colts, Lou. Got to show some Colts love there. At three... I got the Titans at two. I got the Rams. And then at one, like everyone else, I got the Kansas City Chiefs because they're playing who, Steve? What do I like to call them? The New York (laughs) Pathetics. That's right. The Eagles in his top defense. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) But, guys, that's going to wrap up our fantasy rankings. Another week in the books for the fantasy rankings for Since the Sandbox. And best of luck to all you fantasy owners on Sunday. It's a tough stretch, guys. We're coming to the five, six-week point till we get to playoffs. Um, so really getting to crunch time. Really almost at that trade deadline time. So 
if you're anybody but Kev, you should still be fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> but guys, make sure to check out the rest of our episodes this week. We have a lot going on on our social media. You guys heard that in previous episodes, so make sure to go show us some love and get all caught up with that. Go pre-order your hoodie. Pre-order is live until next week, and then you won't be able to get it until Black Friday. Since the Sandbox, we out, guys.